Hello, and welcome to Fred and Fiona's favourite flight paths. Welcome to 14 Bears and 7 Drum Kits. You're listening to Rugby, 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 Oi, 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 Rugby, Oi, Rugby, Oi, Rugby, 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 Oi, Oi, Oi. I'm joined today by former Ireland international fly half Kevin Ennis. So I'd like to say, Kevin, 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 hi, 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 Kevin, hi, Kevin, hi, Kevin, 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 hi, hi, hi. Hello, heapsters, and welcome to the Sound Heap Podcast, the podcast of podcasts. It's your one-stop shop for all the best podcasts this week. I'm John Luke Roberts, the CEO and fun captain of Sound Heap Inc., and this week I'm a very proud fun captain indeed. Why? Because this week the nominations are out for the Goody Goody Pod Pods, the biggest awards in podcasting, and there's several brilliant Sound Heap podcasts on the list. So throughout this episode, we'll be spotlighting some of our pods that made it. First, I'd like to say a huge congratulations to What Have I Dropped on My Foot with Denny Forsep, which has been nominated in the Goody Goody Pod Pods Best Use of Sound in a Podcast category, and the Makes You Think Prize for a podcast that makes you think, sponsored by Mensa. Let's take a listen to a classic, episode 32. One, two, three... Oh, God! Ah! Oh, no. Was it your old hi-fi? Because I've done that Look, it's a good guess. Yes. I will say say no, but it's a good guess. It's a good guess because the dimensions, if not the shape... Right. uh, uh, Yes. Have I got the shape wrong? Okay. Shape, shape, shape. Is it a large sort of boulder? They're a bit more jaggedy, aren't they? uh, Well... Well, no, it's oh, not currently a boulder. It is not currently, currently a boulder. So it a boulder. was a boulder. Is it a cliff? No, no, no. It's not big. No, it. I can't fit a cliff. I live in a bungalow. It's oh, hard to get a cliff okay. In. It's a bungalow. And that's a clue. Um, do could you give me another clue? But my, my, uh, my foot hopefully isn't this object now. Your foot isn't this object. Hopefully, no. I mean, isn't that's more this... of a riddle than a clue, isn't it? Well, it's a cl- clues and My riddles. I, I, is... I'd be interested if you could define the difference. <laughs> well, that's a different podcast, isn't it? I'm going on that one this afternoon. I could do a rhymes with, but it might be a bit. Ah, uh, is it too much? Ah, uh, oh, it. Uh, Why well, it's good, better. Well, which does it rhyme with? Good, good or better. Better. Best. What? It's a vest. Uh, it's a large no, no, vest. No, 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 no. Back no. one. Back one. Back one. Uh, B- better. But yes, and good, Bet- better. Doesn't better. rhyme with good, better. Better-ish. Think about the vowel. Better-ish. Think about the vowel. Good, better. Oh, I'm getting a bit nervous now. No, I'm sorry. I don't mean to. I don't, it's better. just I'm quite. I'm excited because I think you're close. What's, what's better than best? I mean, no, no, that one, that one, that one, that one. That one. Say that again. Best. Yes. Now, best. Ch- vowel. Change the vowel. Bost. No. Bast. Wait. Go back one. Bist. Best. No. No. Bost. Ah, bust. the other one. Bust. Yes. It's a bust. Yes. It's a bust of um, uh, uh, Beethoven. That's no, it is a bust though. Oh. Who is this bust of? Oh. It really hurt. Oh. Really hurt. So a pointy nose. Um, oh, yeah. a Roman, a, a Roman general? No. Um, Caligula. No. 
No. Is, did the face land on it? I on Yes, uh, I will say that. It's probably too much information, but I will say that. Also, oh. I should tell you, I yes. commissioned this bus. <gasps> it's of you, Denny. No, it's not of me. Oh, oh I do know you like a commission of... Of self-aggrandizing artworks, though. Yeah, it's true. I can true, see you surrounded I, I, I do. I've got yeah, a lot of paintings of myself. But it's your who, wife? No, it's not my wife. A pet? No, it's not, it's not my wife. But it, it's, it's somebody I care about deeply. Mother? No. Is it me? It's you. <gasps> oh, have you broken it? Denny? No. Denny? No, it's, very, it's very strong stone. Oh, Denny. Well, I'm, I'm moved and... A little bit freaked out to hear that. Shall we go for a, a, another one? Freaked out? I'm going to turn my screen off, Denny. OK. I don't want to see you looking at me like that. I'm also pleased as punch that Crabslag, the podcast where two anonymous commentators talk about how much they really, really, really hate crabs, has been nominated in 15 categories, including Best Marine Life Podcast, Best Podcast to Listen to in the Bath, and the most prestigious category of all, Poddiest Cast. Here's a clip. Fucking crabs. What is that oh walking sideways thing? Why are they, who do they think they are? It right? is unbelievable. How are you going to get anywhere you want to go? You look, you go, oh, I want to go over there. I want to cross the road, yeah. right? Yeah. And then, oh, you're just halfway along the pavement instead. You know, you're waiting for that green man to, like, flash. And then off you go and you go, oh, no, I'm still on this same pavement. That's what yeah, crabs yeah, yeah. have to deal with all the time. The eyes are on the front looking forwards. Yes, yeah. Right, put the yeah. eyes on the side like a oh, whale. Well, but then then if they did put the eyes on the side like a whale, as you say, has its eyes on the side, that would then be the front. Exactly, because then they're... Yeah, and then we'd be like, oh, look at those crabs walking frontways like, Normally, or Normally, like things Normal. do. What else walks not frontways? Like, exactly. As bishops, okay. I guess bishops in chess, they move yep. at a diagonal. Yeah. Are they... Re- they're not... A species, though, are they? I've seen. We're keeping no, this no, purely no, no, species. It's rule, that's rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Species. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, horses. I've seen in the right those Olympics. Right, there, there were horses. Oh, they go up and sideways. down, don't they? Sideways. Uh, I've seen a yeah. sideways horse. You know no. that one where they make them dance? They sit on a horse and make it dance. They make the I horse think you're do the dance. Here, I no, think it's called... you're. It's what's it called? Dressage. No, it's crabbage. 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 Those are large crabs. Oh, right. So that And right. it's disgusting that they're coming in. The Olympics is for humans. And, and horses. And these crabs... It's supposed to be for... And horses. But yeah. But the crabs have trashed in. Like, they right. own the joint. Of course. I bet they do that all the time. I bet there's Absolutely. loads of things crabs have taken over which are meant to just be human things. Yeah. I tell you a few. Go on. Well, there's some restaurants, some chains of restaurants. Right. If you went through to the kitchen... No. Crabs. No. Yeah. Cooking. And guess what's on the menu every single day? Lobster. Lobster? It's lobster. Their natural enemy. So they've rigged it. They've rigged the system. They've rigged the game. The game is rigged. I was right. When you said this, and I don't mean to make it sound like I'm supporting crabs. You know me. I fucking hate crabs. Oh, my God. I'll slag crabs off. That's what I do. That's my... I've I've seen your bedroom. I've seen your bedroom. That's what my... You know, I've I've got T-shirts saying... Fucking crabs. You've got t-shirts, you've got posters. Yeah. You've got that mirror that says, don't forget, it's a regular mirror at the top. Yeah. Is, don't forget, you hate crabs. You glance it on on your way out of the door and you remember every day. Every day, because I don't want to... One day I forgot and it, uh, I nearly ended up marrying a crab. That was an awful day. Yep, yeah, yeah. Awful day. What I'm saying is, when you said crabs as a chef, part of my mind, I'm sorry to say it, do you think, well, 
actually you, you'd save money on knives because they've got their own like clipper clippers so they're yes. good at, at cutting up things but you say that's a good thing what happens right. to the knife industry so, fingers crossed for Crab Slag. I think we can safely say it will win many of the categories it's nominated in. Unless, of course, there are any crabs on the panel. <laughs> Imagine that crab on the panel. <laughs> Why not follow us on Twitter, at SoundTeepInc, and tell us that you like us. You're listening to SoundTeep. SoundTeep, you're listening to it. Undercooked beef, melting teeth, my dad's friend Keith. A very big lizard, lost in a blizzard, a bargain with a wizard. Reasons to be fearful, part 84. Reasons to be fearful, part 84. Okay. Hello, I'm Ed Miliband, and this week my reason to be fearful is just how fragile a thing life is. We're all teetering over the abyss. All the best, Ed Undercooked beef, melting teeth, my dad's friend Keith. A very big lizard, lost in a blizzard, a bargain with a wizard. Reasons to be fearful, part 84. Reasons to be fearful, part 84. Okay. That's a clip from episode 84 of Reasons to be Fearful with Ed Miliband, which is nominated in the best podcast featuring a former political party leader category. But let's just say my loyalties are torn, because also nominated in that category is Soundheat podcast Gordon Brown Returns a Gown and Remember Clegmania, the podcast where former Lib Dem party leader Nick Clegg remembers the few weeks before the 2010 election when everyone seemed to be talking about Nick Clegg and asks a guest whether they remember it too. It was just a wild time. It was, it was time. yeah. It was, it I was got absolutely the insane. I had a T-shirt. Did it's you? Like, you had the T-shirt as well. I bought, there were loads of them. They sell, oh, sell a lot the of people, a lot of people had the T-shirt, yeah. With Nick Clegg, Nick Clegg, please. Yeah, um, yeah. I was so sad for you when you lost. I thought, I really when thought I lost, you had a chance. When I lost what? When you lost the election. Well, no, I won. I won the election because of Clegmania. I won. No, I, I don't think... <laughs> Okay, I think what happened. I think you sort of underperformed the polls, and then. Well, um, I, I think um, I think being in power for five years after an election means you won the election. But <laughs> I'm not involved in politics anymore, so I might be wrong. Maybe I don't know. I I would say I won that election, considering I was the deputy uh, prime minister for five years. You. I think that was my title. You were the deputy prime minister. I was something like that, yeah. Nominated in Best Apology Podcast is Soscast. I'm delighted to give you the first listen of this week's episode. Sorry I said being a DJ was just choosing. I'm sorry that I urinated into your electric kettle. Sorry I swore in front of your kids. I'm sorry I told your daughter that Santa Claus does exist, but that she doesn't. 
I'm sorry I urinated into your ornamental toilet. I'm sorry I apologised. Sorry I cut your brake cables. I'm sorry that I urinated into your electric toaster. Listen, I'm sorry I got you to invest so much in my production of the musical Cats, which used real cats. And when Lloyd Webber turned up demanding to know who was responsible, I'm sorry that I told him you were. I'm sorry that I urinated into the cartridge slot of your Sega Mega Drive. I'm sorry I urinated into the drawer in your washing machine that the powder goes in. I'm sorry I urinated into your bits and bobs drawer. Hi, I'm Debbie Bart, the lead producer of Soscast, and I'd like to apologise for the number of apologies about urinating and things we've included in this week's episode. I'm sorry I urinated into the box you keep your chess pieces in. I'm sorry I urinated into your copy of Middlemarch. Fingers crossed for Soscast at the awards, though it faces stiff competition from BBC Sound's Celebrity Apologies, which is basically the same format, but with famous men who apologise and then make a big deal about donating their appearance fee to well-focused group charities. I'm very proud to say that Soundheap's The Moon, Good or Bad, hosted by Daniel Moowatton, has bagged a goody-goody pod-pod nom for Best Current Affairs and Best Tidal Affairs. The first point is tide hesitancy, that although we can look at a list of when the tides come in and out because of the moon, you cannot trust that one day the moon won't just go, you know, screw this for a game of soldiers. I'm going to change the tide when I like. Totally. And just turn up late, you know, just be late one day. And that, Mm -hmm. you know, boom, just a group of kids, one uh, a geography teacher on a trip, cockle pick, suddenly gone. You know, she's got to go back and explain to those children that they're, you know, they're not going to see the light of day. Yeah, that's sad. But if we can go into this example a little bit deeper. So we have a geography teacher. We have a group of children. I don't know how many children would you say would be there? Uh, 12 to 30, 12, 12 to, 30 to 30 children. children. And this geography teacher, has she been teaching a long time or is this new? How did her life bring her to this point? Uh, she didn't really know what she wanted to do. Uh, yeah. She just fell into it, you know. I think mm. it's called a PGCE. Uh, it's kind of like the army, isn't it? You know, you don't, yeah. you can't make clearing you for make... Um, the University of Nottingham yeah. or something. Yeah. And then you yeah. have to, you know, just do one of these things. But, she found her calling and she enjoys the job yeah, really enjoys right. it yeah mm. yeah so she loves this job she's cockle picking with between 12 and 30 children and as you say she knows that the children are going to die it's not that she has an opportunity to save them so as you say all she can do is explain to them what's going to happen but it is good i suppose she's done a pgce because that means she's good at explaining 
things. Oh, yeah. She could do a full detailed breakdown of how they, you know, how they need to just go under and embrace yeah. the, you know, embrace the waves. But, you know, this is the, the challenge of the moon. I, I really feel that it did a number on this woman, mm. uh, this hypothetical woman. Mm. I mean, obviously, mm. she doesn't exist. But, you know, the, the real challenges for her um, after finding a dream job, after a lot of stressful times in her life, and then to be confronted with 12 to 30 dying drowning children mm. as a result of an unpredictable moon we just can't we just stand can't, for that no. so I, you know that does sound may i ask though the moon is obviously you view the moon as a threat to hypothetical women do you view the moon as a threat to non-hypothetical women or to put it another way women who exist i do i do think mm. that <laughs> You're listening to Soundheap. Soundheap, never knowingly under-podcasted. It's totally fantastic working at a fashion house of this size. And um, it's just brilliant, the opportunities that um, are afforded in, you know, uh, the adverts that uh, I can come up with. So... Uh, I'd say I'm much happier here than directing movies. A clip there from Amanda Iannucci gets a job at Gucci, nominated in the best podcast with a rhyme in its title. In Counting Up in Sixes to See How Big the Numbers Go, Mark Weatherman counts up in sixes to see how big the numbers go. That's been nominated in the best investigative podcast category. Here's a clip from a classic episode from the archive. So just to recap, you're listening to uh, Counting Up in Sixes to see how big the numbers go. At the start of this episode, well, near the start of this episode, we got to 126. And yeah, I've just hit a bit of a wall, really. Um, this is part of it, of course. This is part of what the podcast is for, just to see. It's not that I can't, it's not that I can't mm, do the maths. It's just a bit overwhelming because... You know, if I add six to that, then I'm going to be on another higher number. And then, yeah, they keep on coming. I don't know. I knew, I knew this could happen, but I know it's already be in the hundreds. So. so I just don't want to rush it. 126. As I say, some of you will have worked out at home. Uh, 100. 100. Yeah, no, I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm ready. I think this has been a great episode. You might think it hasn't been a great episode for fans because you know we haven't really done any numbers. But in a way, I think anyone can do one where they just count up and up and up. I think hopefully you've got something out of hearing what this means. So yeah, no, no, no show. I'm afraid no points added. We check out on. Well, where we came in actually on 126. No, uh, no forward progress this week. But thanks for joining me, and obviously come back next week when we'll um, we'll obviously go up to 132 and um, 38, and then sort of on from there, I suppose. Also nominated for best investigative podcast is How to Put Out a Raging Fire (brackets mainly guesses) close brackets. In this month's episode, host Gregory Shane is joined by guest Leggings Cash Team Judy. 
conceptually, you know, we've all we've all uh, conceived of a fire. Um, <laughs> they can, from what I understand, be very warming. Uh, they can be good mm -hmm. for nutrition. You can mm -hmm. cook things with fires. They're mm. also quite dangerous things, of course. Mm. And what we're here to discuss today is, how do you think you get rid of one? Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a big question. It's a big yes. question. Um, I want to say, I don't know why I'm reaching for this. I don't know why. Uh, perhaps it's something buried deep in my subconscious or some primitive sense of safety. But I, I'm going to suggest, uh, and I'm sorry if you've heard this before, a large a large quantity of maggots. It's the, this is um, the first dumped time this on. has come up. Yes. Dumped on. Dumped on. Yes, from... in a kind of smothering motion, perhaps mm. from a small aircraft. So from height? Yes, from height. You want it from height. Yes. Mm. A little bit like crop dusting, except with a large, mm. a lot, and I really should emphasise that I think it should be a large quantity of maggots. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. don't think it's something that your average fisherman would just have in his pouch or his yes. cheeks. You wouldn't be able to spit maggots from the cheeks of an average fisherman at a so fire. So you'd need a, a very large A very fisherman. large. I mean, yes, that would that could work. That could well work too. But I, I think I, I have a sense that mm. the, the quantity of maggots that you would need to really smother a fire effectively is greater than a fisherman of any size could really transport. I'm presuming we're talking about an average sized fire here. But mm. presumably if you had, well, if you had a very small fire, you'd be able to use very few maggots. Mm. Maybe if you had a sort of a candle could be snuffed by one maggot, two maggots. <sighs> I mean, I think in that in that instance, one would want to upend the candle into a small pot of maggots, and perhaps everyone would have a small pot of maggots kept by, uh, in the event that they would want to use a candle. You know, like a smoke alarm. Everybody now has smoke alarms in their homes. There's all sorts of public uh, announcements about smoke alarms. Everyone knows they need to have one. Uh, some homes even have a very very small fire extinguisher. Sorry, what? So, those are the pods that got the nods. But there's still time to mention some of the other 1,542 Soundy pods that let their daddy fun captain down. Shows like the very expensive but completely unnominated series Why Can't I Use a Real Horse as a Chess Piece? in which journalist and influencer Eugenio de Coteau asks various experts Why Can't I Use a Real Horse as a Chess Piece? It would take a, a number of years to train it to only move in L shapes because they've gotten used to just roaming free now so no second series for that also a disappointment was dentistry let's have a go at it where two men who aren't dentists have a go at it how long's the time you brush your teeth it's about two minutes isn't 14 it 14 minutes oh oh I, no I, two, I've always done two I don't think that's long enough I think it's two minutes a tooth are you I, joking I've got I've seven. done but, now, so. but so it takes you less time, I suppose, with them than it would have done before. Mm. If you're doing it per tooth. Well, and in fact, I'm brushing. This is you laugh at this. Um, I've got seven because I I spent so much time brushing one teeth, one of the tooth, one teeth, one of the tooth, one tooth. Mm. That um, in the time I spent brushing it, all the others decayed and fell out. Did you still brush them? Uh, well, uh, no, I threw them away. So they can wave goodbye to the warm embrace of the Soundteep dollar and, of course, the protection offered by the Soundteep legal team. 
Oh Dear, Oh No with Sal and Lindsay is a podcast which offers a soothing soundscape of non-specific sympathy for when you're feeling down. It failed to get nominated in either the Best Mental Health category or the Ellen DeGeneres Be Kind Kindest podcast category, so we're dropping it from the network. Here's a clip. Oh, you okay? Oh no. Oh, that's horrible. It is horrible, yeah. Oh, God. I know someone who went through something similar. Mm, mm, It was really awful for them as well. It was awful for them. It was awful for them. But, you know, oh no, I'm sure yours is, it's different, but it's nice though, isn't it? To know that other people might, you know, you're not alone. You're not alone, but you are an individual. Yeah, yours is probably worse. But it's certainly, whatever it is, it's definitely, it's it's yours. And I'm sorry that it's yours. Oh, dear. Have you tried a hot drink? Hot drink's nice, isn't it? Just put put the kettle on. If no one's there to do it for you, do it yourself and pretend it was someone. Maybe it was one of us. Hard to be with your thoughts sometimes, but don't worry, it's hard for everyone. Hard for everyone. But out. also unique. Unique, yeah. For everyone. Unique. You said it just right, you're unique. I'm so sorry. It's mm. so awful. I feel the need to apologise. Yeah, sorry. Mm. Oh, sorry. I just want to give you a big hug. I oh, want to give you a big squeeze. Big squeeze, oh. both arms. Both, both arms. arms and a big press. Uh. Yeah. Like a like a jumper. We're just moving into the noises section of the show or we just do mm. noises, just mm-hmm. sympathetic noises now. Yeah. Mm. I do hope Sal and Lindsay aren't having too hard a time dealing with the news of their cancellation. But if they are, well, they can just listen to one of their episodes. That just about brings us to the end of this week's Taste Pod. But before we say boop boop, here's our punch out. It's a clip from Sam Bunt and Hugh Pranter's Two People Discuss Whether They'd Get On With Sting, which has been nominated in the Best Podcast Without Sting In It category. In this clip, Sam Bunt asks Hugh Pranter whether he thinks making this podcast increases or decreases their chances of a friendship with Sting. So, good luck to Sam and Hugh, and to all our nominees. Do you think this podcast increases or decreases your chance, our chance, of forming a relationship with Sting? I think it increases it, mainly because Sting, as an esteemed musician, which he is, is looking for outside stimulus. He's listened to all of the records now. He's finished that. He's finished music. But when it comes to lyric writing, he needs to experience new things. And I think that we have offered ourselves, our services, if you like, we've offered the olive branch of friendship. And I would like to think that he can listen to this and in good faith acknowledge us and we can move on as companions. Mm, I'd like to believe you're right. Um, just to pick you up, you said, I think, that Sting's finished music, um, but I have it on quite good authority that actually he still never played an F-sharp. 
Soundheap was presented by me, John Luke Roberts, and featured Alexis Dubas, Athena Kublenu, Bill Al-Zafar, Carrie Ad Lloyd, Charlie George, Ellis James, Jos Norris, Katie Brand, Kieran Hodgson, Margaret Cabon Smith, Mark Watson, Ruth Bratt, Simon Ferdos, Suze Kempner, Stuart Laws, and Tucson Douglas. The original music was by Paddy Jervis and Rob Sell at Torch and Compass, and the producer was Ed Morrish. Soundheap is a Lead Mojo production for Audi. Boop boop. 